wake you up in the morning, I don't know what will. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So some folks would ask me, say, Pastor, what is that? That is the shofar. And that's what it's going to sound like when we hear that final trump when the dead in Christ rise first. We're going to hear that shofar blow. And let me tell you, if that doesn't steer your soul, then you're missing out on something. All right. With that being said, I want to say good morning and welcome to Robinson Nazarene Baptist Church. This is the day the Lord has made. You should rejoice and be glad in it. And when you woke up this morning and it was 458 degrees in the house, you knew you lived in Texas. And you know things are going good. Amen? Because you are living in God's providence if you're in Texas today. Amen? But you know what? With that also in mind, we need to be in prayer about our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan. We need to remember them as they're persecuted this morning. We need to remember the troops that are on the way to defend and to escort those fleeing and missing out. And we need to remember what's going on in our world today. We'll talk a little bit more about that. So, uh, with that being said, if you're visiting with us this morning, we want to say welcome to you. Ask you to fill out the little visitor card you'll find in front of you. Place an awesome friendly come around so we can have a record of visitor. We greatly appreciate that. In the meantime, I'd like to tell you a little bit about what's going on at Robinson Avenue Baptist Church. So, first things first, today, after services, around 2.15 to 2.30, we're going to have an active shooter response training. And that's going to be put on by Mr. Bob Ray, the third of the Tri-River Baptist Association. He is a licensed and certified trainer for the Department of Public Safety and for the National Rifle Association. He teaches concealed handguns. He teaches concealed handgun shooting. He also teaches active shooter response for such law enforcement uh, agencies. So if you're interested in that, uh, you need to be here about 215, 215, 215, 215, 215, 215, 
there's a website you can get on there, and Big Bald Net has one that's coming up in September. I uh, want to remind you that uh, Operation Hoops and Crown is having a craft day on August 28th. Uh, that's next Saturday from 9 to 4. And what they do during those craft days is they start building some of those gifts and sometimes adapting some of those gifts and sometimes starting to organize how they're going to get out. So if you're interested in helping there, that's a great place to get started. Uh, last but not least, our men's Bible study will be starting back up. And I believe they want to gather together and, and speak about uh, what their curriculum will be and what study they're going to focus on. So if you're interested in that, you can get with some of the brothers there, Brother Dave Price, Brother Jerome Coleman, and Brother Chris Lightman, who is actually the forward man to keep us standing in prayer about our men's uh, prayer, excuse me, our men's Bible study. So uh, if you're interested in that, those are some guys you can reach out to and get a part of the net. Uh, with that being said, yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That was the next one put in that. So, but I appreciate that. You didn't hear me say, no, you're good. Raymond's Bible study will start up next week. And uh, the sign up is in the foyer, and I believe it's going to be before we get off. Can we have people from both churches? Excellent. So, uh, you can get with DJ on that if you need any more questions on it. Is there any other announcements I may have forgotten? I got them all. Praise God. All right. With that being said, Brother Robert would like to address the church.
those smiling faces. Nice to see you standing and, and welcoming one another. If you could find your way back to your seat, I have a short video I'd like to show you from Operation Christmas Child. Please enjoy that.
let me just go ahead and give God praise, honor, and glory. Thank you, Robert Nazarene Choir. Amen. Y'all help me do that. God bless y'all. Let me tell you, uh, it was nice to be sitting next to Brother Robert Wade. It was great to hear another man singing next week. So, guys, if you want something to do, somewhere to join you, jump in that choir. We need some basses. You know, I only sing frogs, so someone help us out. Amen. All right, if you have your Bibles with you, turn to me, please, to the book of Revelation. The Apocalypse. The Revelation. I know you're already getting excited. Say, Whoa, we're talking about the end of the world. Let me tell you right now, that's all we should be talking about right now. You can feel it like an electricity in the air, can't you? It's all around us. The Spirit is around us. Prophecies are flying off the page, coming true wherever you are and whatever you're doing. You have this thought right now. It's going in our hearts. It's going in our minds. Is when is Jesus coming back? And you know, I wish I could tell you. I wish I could tell you tomorrow. I wish I could tell you next week. I wish I could tell you before this service is over. But let's be honest for a minute. How many of us are ready for Jesus to return? How many of us was sitting at the pew today saying, hold off one more day, Lord. I got a child. I got a grandchild. I got a mom. I got a dad. I got a brother. I got a sister. I got a husband. I got a wife. I need to bring them Jesus. Well, let me ask you this question. What are you waiting for? Bring Jesus to them. Look with me, please, in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 8. The Bible says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord who is who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Shall we go to the Lord in prayer? Father, we come to you now in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for your word as we take charge this time right now. That if there be anybody here that needs to come to know you as personal Lord and Savior, anybody needs to get their heart right with you, we let today be that day. I'm asking, Father, you to speak to us. I'm asking, Lord God, you would teach us. And I'm asking, Father God, that you bring about a renewal, a revival, Lord, a repentance today. I'm praying, Father God, that there be rejoicing in your house. And I'm praying, Father God, that you'd open our hearts to hear from you. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I have here for you on your screen a picture of the Alpha and the Omega. And those are pretty good uh, representations of a good Greek. Notice the Alpha there is a little more elaborate than I would have made it. Uh, you said, what did you do? I just wrote an A so I get it. That's how I did it. You said, what kind of grades did you get in Greek? You probably don't want it out. Actually, I did very, very, very well in Greek. That was one of my strong points in seminary class. Um, so, anyways, there's the Alpha and the Omega. And those are capitals, though, and I just want to show that out there for just a minute. We don't often use capital letters in the Greek language, uh, at least in ancient Greek. A lot of times they were reserved for titles of books, and they didn't write a sentence and then capitalize like we do here in English. The English language, we would capitalize the name of a, uh, a, a person, place, or thing. We would capitalize that. Well, that's not required in biblical Greek. So usually uh, the title of a book or something of that nature would be all in caps. And so you didn't use the capital Greek alphabet very often. That's a capital alpha and that's a capital omega. You say, which one's which? Well, the alpha does look like an A. In fact, it is a A for us. And the omega looks a lot like a horseshoe. Amen? So if you are wondering then which one it is, that's what it is. What is a, a lowercase Alpha looks like looks like our lowercase a just about a little bit different. It almost looks like one of those Christian fish symbols that are put together, except for the tail doesn't touch together. It's just two lines uh, going up and down, making a circle in the middle. It's an 
plus the omega, which is a lot like our lowercase w. And so that would be what the Greek language would represent that. Which sounds would they make? Alpha can make a, a, a whole bunch of different sounds, but primarily, of course, the A and the long A is that, like as in dragon or as in bagel. And of course, the omega makes an ooh sound, like you would in boot or uh, boo, as in you're saying, like something like that, say boo to one of your friends. Or boo when the Dallas Cowboys are losing, so like this, right? So make sure you understand how those particular letters make those sounds, right? So Jesus is referring to himself as the Alpha and the Omega this morning, the beginning and the end. And as we take a look at that Alpha and the Omega, as we look into the Alpha and Omega this morning, let's remember what Jesus said. He said, I am the beginning and the end. And that is a powerful picture that Christ put up there. I'm the beginning because Alpha is the beginning letter of the Greek alphabet and Omega is the ending letter of the Greek alphabet. I am the beginning and the end. And of course, if you'll go throughout in Revelation, he says it two, two other times about I'm the beginning and I am the end. I am the first and I am the last. I am the resurrection. I am the life. I am what should be first in a Christian's mind? I am what should be last as a Christian passes away. Somebody say amen this morning. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I should be what you start every day with. I should be what you end every day with. I should be what every life is started with. And I should be what every life ends with. The Alpha and the Omega. As we look into the Alpha this morning, let's remember what Jesus said. He said, I'm the beginning and the end. And the end. And so I'm one of those guys that likes to look into my Bible and say, well, let's find out some beginnings and ends that are in our Bible. Right there in Revelation, we have a list of seven churches that the Revelation was actually written to. Uh, it was addressed to seven churches. The churches were in Asia Minor. And I would love to spend time getting into that prophecy with you this morning, but we're not going to get into that too much. Just a little bit this morning. I really want to focus in on the Alpha and the Omega and where we need to be as Christians, focusing on Christ as an Alpha and Omega in our life. The beginning and the end of those seven churches, of course, would be Ephesus. And, of course, one more of them. Revelation was addressed to seven churches, and the beginning was Ephesus, and we're going to focus in on that. So let's take a look at Revelation chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, the beginning of our churches. Here Jesus writes, has the Revelation brought down to John, somewhere between the years maybe 89 or 98 AD, somewhere in that time frame. You say, Pastor, what time frame do you like? I like 95. Why? Because it's a nice, even, round number. Well, it's even, but it's a number. The number that I usually heard, 95, and to be honest with you, we don't really know. It could be going anywhere as early as 80 AD. And uh, we do know what's happening at the time frame when John writes this. And so that puts us in a 10, 12, maybe 20 year time gap that we see in this. And so somewhere in the middle of that, so between 90 and 95 AD, a lot of scholars are like 88, somewhere around there in 90. So it's really not important what exactly year he writes. What's important is that we know what's going on here. Uh, as John is worshiping that morning on the shores of the island he's been exiled to, a vision comes to him. And it's a powerful, powerful, powerful vision. I need you to understand that he's not very far from these seven.
seven churches, and perhaps on a good, clear day, he might be able to see a little bit across the bay where he's been exiled to. Or perhaps he might, on a good, clear day, just for chance, just thinking, maybe I can hear the church bell ringing. There's nothing between me and them but the sea. Of course, John is an old and almost defeated preacher at this time. Defeated physically, not spiritually, certainly not mentally, but his body lacks the strength to swim across where they are. There's nothing between them but the sea. And that's going to come back to play at the end of Revelation if you're a Revelation reader as John talks about that. He says, I saw new heaven and new earth and all these things have passed away. And he also says, there was no more sea. Amen. Joel's talking about this. Nothing to keep us apart anymore. Nothing that will keep me away from you. Nothing that will keep us from loving each other. Nothing that will keep the Word of God from His children. Nothing. All that pain is going to come to an end. And as we begin looking into the Alpha and the Omega, we could spend a lot of time talking about the power that's in that statement. I'm going to look at the obvious. Man, folks, I am what I am what should begin a Christian day. I'm what should begin a believer's life. How many times have we heard of Christians who have begun their life in Jesus and then ended in a total shambles because they turned away from the Alpha and the Omega? How many times have we heard those horror stories of Christians who put Christ in their heart and they started out running a thousand miles an hour after Jesus Christ, knowing that He was the Alpha in their life? And then, of course, as the curtains begin to close on their life, When a true Christian passes away, it should be the Alpha at their born-again moment and the Omega as they go into heaven and are with the rapture. The church at Ephesus is where we begin to this is the first and the last. Let's take a look at the first church he mentioned here. Church at Ephesus, Revelation 2, verses 4 through 5. The Bible says, Nevertheless, I have this against you. Now, he does actually give some praise to the church at Ephesus, but this is what he had against them. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from 